there's sort of a conflicting set of projects going on here. Yeah. The searching for the eye of the universe, which is the reason they even came here, which they would have taken to their science fair and shared with everybody, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. It requires that they remain here longer, yeah. longer and longer and longer because they can't figure out how to access this thing. It's, it's a mystery that continues to escape them. Yeah. But on the other hand, that's not what they are. They don't remain in one place. We need to get out of here. Right. So these two things are starting to clash a little bit. Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Kason. We're covering this awesome game that I love a lot called uh, Outer Wilds. And <laughs> we're going to talk about Brittle Hollow. We're going to finish that because we didn't get all the way through it last time. Yep. And then we're going to go over Giant's Deep and the orbital space probe. Around Giant's that Deep. That yeah. is the orbiting uh, Giant's Deep. Okay. Um I got through way more of Brittle Hollow this time, and there's some very, very, very cool stuff yep. here. And some very fun dialogue, too. Yeah. It's great. Um, okay, so I've, I've d done way better notes this time. <laughs> um, so I'm going to kind of go over each, like, region, I guess, of Brittle Hollow, kind of like one by one, and, and go over the things that I thought were interesting in each one, and then... Uh, hopefully that'll work with the way you've ordered your notes. <laughs> Nothing. There is no chance that it will work, but we can make it work. <laughs> okay. So basically, uh, this was one of the two planets that when the vessel, which was the larger ship that the Nomai arrived into this system on crashed. Yeah. It crashed on, uh, um, dark bramble bramble. Which and sounds like a Donkey Kong level. Yeah, Donkey does. Kong Country. Dark Bramble. Bramble, Bramble something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. Um, so it sent two, off three probes. Yeah, three escape pods. Two of them uh, were, are accounted for. Yes. And they were communicating with each other. Or wait, was the third one also? Because they were receiving signals. At first they thought, oh no, is everybody dead? But they eventually ended up linking up and yes. like exploring stuff and making other, um, well, like the, the place where they assemble uh, parts for their warp core they wanted to make on Giant's Deep. Yeah. Anyway, this is one of two planets in the solar system where they really made like large settlements, right? So yeah. as far as Brittle Hollow goes, this planet is constantly bombarded by these freaking lava meteors, meteors yeah, from tons. the moon that goes around it. Yeah, it's a lava moon. Yeah, and it just like spits stuff yep. that just like blasts this planet apart. So it's not very stable. So their yeah. original settlement, which they call the old settlement, they abandoned that after a pretty quick time because like, uh, this is not safe. We got to get over to this place where the ground is more stable and we can actually live and work. Yeah. So the old settlement was kind of the first place I thought it would make sense to take notes on things people okay. said. Um, so we got thatch here. I can't understand why did the vessel crash on that place or in that place. Uh, Plume, was the vessel unwell in some way? So something went wrong with their ship. Yeah. Uh, we got Felix, no, Anona. And this person, Anona, this Nomai, was the one who had built the warp core for this vessel. Um, mm. I think uh, this person, Anona, also mentored... Um, Gosh, I always forget the names. He has the. It, it starts with a P. Uh, Pi. No. P Y E. Um. Poke. 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 
And Poke is the one who's going to try to build another one. That's right. So on this planet, they have something called a black hole forge. Yeah. And Poke's job was essentially to try to remake the vessel's warp core. So yeah. that's where they started um, experimenting, working on all this like technology that we're coming across now. So Anona and I checked before the warp and the warp core navigation system were both fine. Felix says, we warped to follow that curious signal from the eye of the universe. Where we arrived was wrong. It wasn't where we tried to go. I, I love this because um, now that I've pretty much seen, I think, everything on Brittle Hollow, maybe except for, I, I didn't do too much in the Tower of Quantum Knowledge yet. No, um, yeah. So I'm going to return to that later. Okay, that's a fun place. But um, they, what, what I've noticed about this is that they do a really good job in basically every piece of like these written sort of like uh, uh, notes or, or the dialogue between the Nomai of setting up things that are important. They're giving you clues hmm. about things that are like totally relevant and are necessary for putting together the puzzle of what you're supposed to figure out. Yeah. So you could see that as like a throwaway line or it, it can escape you as being important, but it's actually super important to a discovery that you learn here on the planet. We warped to follow that curious signal from the eye of the universe. Where we arrived was wrong. So they were following a signal. Yeah. When they arrived at the origin of that signal, it was not there. Right. That's important. That's important to understanding the nature of the eye of the universe itself, which is further elaborated on as you continue to explore this particular planet. Yeah. So I, I took note of that. That was a setup for something. Thatch says, suppose it wasn't a problem with the vessel, but with our destination. Uh, Felix says, I'm afraid uh, for our friends in Escape Pod 3. Mm. Um, okay, so that was, they're setting up right away the eye of the, the, the signal from the eye of the universe. We were following that signal. We have the technology. Yep. We know yes. how to do that. Yeah. We triangulated that signal. We went to the spot where it's supposed to be. It wasn't there. Yeah. What the heck? What, 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 why is that, right? Okay. Um, I signal knowledge. Okay. So Thatch says this knowledge is too dear to lose. Here is everything we recall about the signal we encountered while aboard the vessel. The signal looked like an eye round with a circle at the center, much like a pupil. Suppose the signal was looking for something. Uh, the signal was older than the universe itself. Right. This is the most significant detail. Yeah. Bloom says, no, no, my clan has ever encountered anything like it. How can anything in this universe be older than the universe itself? Thatch says, imagine what rare and profound knowledge it might offer. We must find this eye of the universe. They became sort of obsessed with it. Yes, in, in, uh, to the extent that, as we mentioned last episode, that ethics were of no concern uh, when engaged in the pursuit of knowledge. Yes. That ethics don't matter. The only thing that matters is knowing things. Yeah. And this is something we talked to about. To some of them, not all of them. Sure. Something we talked about in our last podcast series, uh, there, was a, there was a disaster, right? People died. Yeah. Now we've got to make that sacrifice mean something. Right, sure. So yes. it, it, we, we got we yeah. to go to any length any, now any length. to make sure that we make it worth it that we came here. Right. So we have to figure out what this is all about. We have to explode the sun. We have to find the eye of the universe at any cost. <laughs> there, there are things to know, and we have to know everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then from there, they decide to move to a more permanent, stable place to make their permanent settlement. Um, and they used those crystal, those purple crystals to like to make walk a path on the, there so you could walk on yeah, the Yeah, that's right. That's there. fun. So the way that their permanent settlement is set up is it's got like four levels. Uh, I think on the first level is the school district. Yeah. Um, on the second level is, what do they call it? I can't remember all the levels. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a lot. Of, okay. The I Shrine District. I think that's actually third, the third level. And then they have the, gosh, what's it called? There's something in between those two. But then the fourth level is where the, the black hull forge is. You have to flip a switch and then it'll like go up. But it's been the path there that you would walk has been damaged. Yeah, you can't so you make can't it all the way up. You can't actually walk up there. So you have to find another way into the Black Hole Forge. So there's four different places to explore in this particular place. So I'll start with the school district here. Again, really um, pleasantly surprised by how much of this dialogue that may seem like, oh, these are just school kids, you know making notes about their class and what they're learning, yeah, right? Yeah. Kind of like what you are talking about earlier. Are they just throwing random physics facts and astro, <laughs> astrophysics facts yeah. at me? Are they just being cute? Yeah, or, yeah, but no. I mean, all of this is actually pretty important information about their culture and um, the mystery that's kind of being built here. Yeah. So, and, and we kind of talked about last time that the writing itself is a little messier. Yes, and yeah. I've noticed too that... that as these children grow or uh, the writing just keeps being messier and messier. Yeah. Kind of the further you go, <laughs> um, it seems like, I don't know. You, you, degradation. Of it's the hard to tell how much time is passing with these Noma. It's oh, really sure. hard to tell. Um, but it almost seems like the scribbly um, handwriting is like permanent. Mm. There's also another thing I noticed uh, recently on this uh, latest playthrough is that when you, die and start over um those there's like it's like you're moving through a bunch of squiggly lines that are like flashing by yeah that's those right those are in the shape of of the writing the writing but mm. the bad writing the rough handwriting not yeah. like the clean writing right i don't know if that changes throughout the game or not i don't know but it almost seems to me like there's just a natural degradation at, of their writing over time yeah that's that's a good point. I hadn't really looked at those very closely, but that makes sense based on what we know now about what's happening with that. But we'll get to that with Giant Steve. Mm. Okay, so school district. We have Lamy here. Explanation of festivals. All the Nomai clans from all over the universe meet in one place to share what they've learned in science and art. It's called the festival. Felix says, don't forget festivals happen every 10 years. So every 10 years, all the Nomai come to some central location and they have this festival where they share stuff that they learned. We also learn here that they're a nomadic species. They don't have like a home planet. Yeah, that's a Nomai, right? But yeah. that's so interesting that they did come from somewhere, but there's yeah. not like a central Yeah, they place. don't have a, a home. Very interesting. Uh, okay, so we can't go because we're stuck here, Lammy says. So they can't return to like meet up with their nomai because their vessel was destroyed. But Felix says, we used to go too. Uh, at some festivals, one clan's big discovery can mean all the nomai get to advance too, like Anona's warp core. So Anona, I was talking about earlier, mm -hmm. uh, is the one who created the warp core, right? So when, when they shared that, this made it possible for them to probably like explore the universe, right? Which made it so mm -hmm. everyone can warp long distances and explore more. 
Each clan has this festival envoy to show their most interesting work. Our envoy was Thatch. A single festival can last a long, long time. Okay, so they cannot go back to their people. This is big for explaining some of the desperation we begin to see in the second generation as they grow up Mm -hmm. and they become, again, I don't want to use the word obsessed necessarily, but very, very determined to carry through the Ash Twin Project. Determined, but they never got better at their handwriting. (laughs) In fact, they got worse. Um, Why should we build a new vessel? This is Ilex. Each Nomai clan explores the universe in its own vessel. The vessel is the heart of every clan, so they're different clans. Yep. And uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, this is the essence yep. of the Nomai. Yep. This, is, this is what we do. Yep. It's unusual for Nomai to remain in one place for so long. Nomai are wanderers and have no permanent home. If we built a new vessel, we could return to our adventurous way of life. So in essence, being stuck here is going against their nature. They... Right. They're not supposed to stay in in place. It's almost like sacrilege. It's almost like they're <laughs> they're uh, defiling their very nature by virtue of the fact that their ship broke and they can't go anywhere. Yeah, they're like sinning. Yes, by oh, that's so funny. So I love you. That. You start to understand why they became as desperate as they did. Right. The first generation seems to have passed that actually arrived here, and the yeah. second generation, like we are. We aren't even no my really if we're just going to live in one right. place like this. We've got to find a way to like go explore out of yeah. here. We can't stay stuck here. This is against what we are, right? You know, they end up um, later on, even later than this, I think, they end up referring to that first generation of Nomai as the elders. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can kind of, I don't know, That's I, I think that's interesting. Yeah. So nomadic species, right? They, they get very yeah. uh, anxious about staying here. They, they're supposed to return and share what they're learning with the rest of their people. And then go somewhere else. So they're, they need to build another vessel. But in order to do that, they've got to collect resources to do that. And so this system, they, they got to hope, is going to have the right resources for them to do this. Uh, we could even meet other Nomai and learn from them, like Coleus says we used to do, right? It probably would be hard for us to get parts if we stop, or it would not be hard for us to get parts if we stopped building other new things and if we broke <laughs> down other structures like the towers on Ash Twin for parts. We might have to build a smaller vessel for now, but though vessels are normally large, we could make it bigger later once we reach planets with more resources. So they figure we can build a smaller one for now, go to another system where we find more resources and expand it from there. Yes. It would also help if we stopped building so many things to search for the eye of the universe. I asked Yarrow, and he says, we use lots of resources on the Ashtwin project. So there's, there's, there's sort of a conflicting set of projects going on here. Yeah. The, searching for the eye of the universe, which is the reason they even came here, which they would have taken to their science fair and shared with everybody, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. It requires that they remain here longer, yeah. longer and longer and longer because they can't figure out how to access this thing. It's, it's a mystery that continues to escape them. Yeah. But on the other hand, that's not what they are. They don't remain in one place. We need to get out of here. Right. So these two things are starting to clash a little bit. We could even have a warp core for jumping long distances like vessels have. Uh, uh, Poke tells me she plans to make a very advanced warp core for a different project. So Poke's going to sort of take on that role, like we said earlier. Mm. Um, Okay. Uh, Formation of the universe. This one was interesting. No one knows how this universe was made, 
But one thing we do know is everything used to be very hot and dense, tightly packed together. This is, you know, basically the same explanation for our own universe, right? <laughs> As the early universe expanded, it also cooled down. Once it had cooled down enough, particles were able to group together to form things like galaxies, stars, and planets. Since then, space has continued to expand at a faster and faster rate, which is hard to think about for too long without yes. hurting your brain. This universe will continue getting colder and larger until one day the stars and the life they support will all die. This is what's called uh, heat death, right? Yeah. Uh, of the universe. This is uh, theorized to be what's going to happen in billions of years. 100 billion years, yeah. yeah. From now, all the yeah. stars will cool and get so far away from each other that you won't even be able to see stars in the sky anymore, mm. and eventually they'll all die and the universe will be, you know, gone. But here's the part that I really took note of. That's scary to think about, even though Conoy tells me it won't happen in our lifetimes, but it will happen in someone else's someday. Someday is in 2000, whatever it is, years since the Nomai, we're here in the solar system and we're here looking at all these stars exploding yeah. and our own star exploding. It's the death of the universe. I yeah. believe we are in the death of the universe that's being gotcha. talked about here. I it, think that's the event not, that's happening. That's not the way that it was theorized to happen, but it's happening nonetheless. Yes. Very cool. So I, I believe that that's a, a, a setup for explaining the time our mm. character is in. It's 281,000 years later. Yeah. And in this sort of condensed universe that they've created for this game, yeah. you know, that, that sort of That's jives billions. with it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, again, we, we've already talked about that and maybe how this is being used as some kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Abstraction. Mm, right. Okay. <clears throat> warp core solution. We could retrieve the warp core from the vessel. So they're thinking, instead of building one, let's just go get the one we already had. Mm. The vessel's warp core is broken at best. Recall those present when the vessel crashed, said it sustained lethal injuries. There is no guaranteed reward for the risk because it's on dark bramble, I would assume. Where the ship the visual, crashed. The vessel crashed. And it's a very dangerous planet from what I hear. I have not been there myself yet. I went there very <laughs> briefly. It is, uh, it's crazy. It, it's a mind trip being in there. Yeah, so the risk... It's not worth it. Let's just build another one. <laughs> uh, perhaps we could still repair it. My grandmother told me there was little time to assess, uh, a little time to assess the nature of the extent of the damage. This is, it, I don't know if I should mention the names as if anyone will keep them straight anyways. <laughs> Cassava. <laughs> Even if uh, it no longer functions, the old core could be a valuable blueprint provided we're able to transport it back here. So they're, they're debating whether they should go retrieve the old one. This would require a return to Dark Bramble. Plume, my father, said many good Nomai perished there. Seacad says, my mentor, Coleus, and his old mentor once discovered and studied an anglerfish fossil on Ember Twin. Using that knowledge, we could avoid the anglerfish entirely. So this is much later after the people who crashed on the twins who saw that anglerfish fossil there mm -hmm. have now kind of hooked up with their other people over here on Brittle Hollow. Right. So we used to study that thing. We, we've learned something about it there. This is another really great setup to point you, hey, if you want to figure out how to avoid, I'm guessing, anglerfish that will come up later in the game, go to the twins yeah. and read what they learned about, about anglerfish there, and that'll give you the clue of how to do that. So they're pointing you at other planets 
to sort of, you know, it's a trail of breadcrumbs. They're doing a really good job of that, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So now I get really curious about the Imperturn. Okay, I've got to go f- find out what they figured out so I don't die when I uh, go encounter anglerfish. Uh, what Mellori and I learned from that fossil would theoretically help us evade the anglerfish, but our hypothesis was never tested on a live specimen. That's what we're going to do, right? Yes. We're going to carry on <laughs> their That's so hypothesis. Funny. I love that because yeah. there's a little bit of tension between uh, the children and the parents, right? Where it's like, hey, should we really do what the parents were doing? I don't know. Like, let's kind of do it. Let's do it a different way. Um, there's going to be a lot of that throughout the game. But what's hilarious is that we just, we are like, adopting them as our ancestors by virtue of the fact that we found their stuff and we're like, oh, we're going to do your stuff now, yep. or yep. I'm going to do your stuff now. And that, that somehow we've inserted ourselves into the story of the Nomai mm-hmm. and that we've adopted their them as as our elders and that we are carrying on their, um, their mission. Though I wonder, um, I just wonder in what ways we will be able to do it differently than them. Given yeah. that this is the generational, this is the way of generations, right? The next generation will not do it the way of the previous generation. Yeah. So there will be some point where we stop just listening to them and doing everything they say and doing every, and we're going to start doing things on our own. Mm-hmm. And anyways, I'm not there yet, but I'm theorizing <laughs> that it's coming and <laughs> that that'll be fun. That's what's going to happen, yeah. That's what has to happen. Yeah. And then Ramey says, I remember that anglerfish fossil. We used to play in yeah. Fossil Fish Cave when we were children. And you can go when there we were children, and read yeah. all the kids playing their games and the anglerfish yep. over in the over on the Twins, which yeah, we talked about fun. last time. Warp Core solution number two. We could craft a new advanced Warp Core. Um, I, this one, I think the only thing, because this is Poke now. I think this is where Poke basically says, An- Anona was my uh, mentor. I'm going to carry on Anona's work. This is playing what you're talking about, about generations taking up the work, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to build a new warp core. It's, it's obviously not feasible for us to try to retrieve the old one on Dark Bramble. It's too risky. So I'm going to build a new one. And this is where they decide to make the Black Hole Forge. And that's why there's this huge freaking black hole inside of this planet, <laughs> which is the craziest thing. It really it's is. It's so, because I tried what you talked about last time, not going, jumping into going it on straight, the edge, but trying to like fly to the edge of it. And just the way that it it's warps crazy. Is, is just, <laughs> it breaks your brain. It's, it's like, so cool. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. How did I get here? <laughs> yes, exactly. You can't like plan where you're going to go very yeah, well. It's just like, yeah. it's crazy. You just do it if the you way want the light to avoid. Bends, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool though. I like it a lot. Anyways, the major thing to take from this is Poke's going to build a new warp core. So you continue to get Poke's messages struggling with, okay, how, how am I going about this? Here's my hypothesis. Uh, this always feels strange. Even though my time with him was short, I miss my old mentor and deeply to have a chance to try it is thrilling, but I don't want to disappoint everyone. I think I can do this probably. But what if excitement has clouded my assessment of my own abilities? What if your love of excitement has clear <laughs> clouded your mind? <laughs> your your love your love of excitement has clearly slowed your mind. But slowed there is time assessment. if we act quickly. Um, yeah, so I like this because we're getting a little bit of development. Poke is an easy one for me to remember, primarily because of stuff like this. Yeah, like. Poke is taking on a huge, huge, like, task. One that's majorly important to the whole freaking clan. I'm going to build something 
that my mentor made. So I have like expectations to live up to, right. to someone that I respected. And if I fail, I fail my whole clan. <laughs> so that's the feelings that Polk's going through here. Was I wrong in volunteering to build it? I was born in this star system and never saw Anona's warp core. So Polk mm. was born here. So that's another interesting thing. They've never that's known right. this nomadic They've life. known nothing but this. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So there, there's a struggle there between carrying on what you're told your mm -hmm. identity is as a nomadic species. You're told, oh, we used to gather together and explore the universe and share our knowledge. And But it's uh, just a story to you. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not uh, a people who stay in one place. So they you feel know, that pressure, but it's all they've ever known. Yes. I'll bet you the children of immigrants in at least the United States or all anywhere, I suppose, would probably have a similar thing. You just grow up hearing these stories. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Well, uh, how much of your culture is adopted, especially as a child, from just hearing about stories your mom and dad tell you about their oh, tons, times, tons, right? Tons, like the tons. music I listened to as a child was just my dad's music. Oh, totally. The, yeah, yeah. You know, the sports teams that I adopted were his. Right. Uh, all of that was just... But I didn't do it for any other reason than he's just sharing that with me. And it's just, right. this is what our clan does. It's not until I get older that I start finding my own things. Right. right? Like, oh, the Boston Red Sox are actually kind of good. And, <laughs> <laughs> or like you're, you're video, learning games, about the universe. video games is a good example. Oh, yeah. Right? Actually, that's true. Like your my, father did My not. dad never played games. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were technically starting to come around in his time. But like Pong and Tetris. Yeah, like more arcades and, and yeah. not like home consoles really until yeah. uh, even like my brother was born. I mean, home consoles, yeah. I guess you could technically say like the late 70s. But, sort of Atari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. But uh, they didn't really majorly hit until the Nintendo Entertainment System. And so anyway, my, my dad just had no connection with that in his formative years. So it just means nothing to him while they boomed during mine. Yeah. So I have this, I don't know, this entire like medium as like an important part of my interaction with culture that like has, he has no understanding of, he just doesn't yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. And so that's clearly going to start happening as these nomai begin, as they're stuck in one place, mm -hmm. they're coming into this sort it's of true. conflict with who Gosh, they're supposed to be. Right? It only takes one generation of nomads to not be nomads for yeah. just one generation. And they were raised and they never move and they never went anywhere their whole life and they stayed in one place the entire time. That might be why they're in such a hurry yeah. to get on. Because it's like, hey, if the next generation doesn't like, if we don't pass this on to them, it's gone forever. Yeah. Like they will just stay here because that's what they did. And then their kids will stay here. And the whole idea of journeying and seeking knowledge and all that will, will be gone, right? This it's is, almost like a way of life that, that is potentially going to be lost. Yeah. This is exactly the kind of hinge point that would diverge this clan of Nomai's evolution yeah. in a radical way to where they would no longer really be the same species as the, the nomadic traveling. They would nomai. have a different essence. So it's yeah. like... Yeah, this would yeah. be huge if this we don't big. get back to exploring the universe again and passing on our culture to them. Hmm. So Poke is dealing with all of that Very pressure. I like that. And so I, 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 that's why Poke's the easiest one for me to remember of all of these. I, 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 can, I can picture Poke in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them I struggle to remember who's who, but Poke took on that role. Um, okay, 
So we got the Ein, Eye Shrine District yet. This one's not too much. It's mostly just writings about the eye of the universe. We observe the eye signal and our travels followed it here to its source. We know that it's older than the universe itself. Um, uh, open your mind to the possibilities. They're, they built shrines to this thing on two different planets now. <laughs> they started like worshiping this thing almost. Yes, for sure. It yeah. was their purpose. This, is, this was going to, to save them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they start um, they start speculating about does it really even wish to communicate with us? Was it an accident that we encountered this? Um, does it even wish to be discovered? Does it have wishes at all? Like they just yeah. know nothing about the yeah, nature what, of this yeah, thing. Yeah, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. So suppose the eye wishes to communicate. The signal is a call. Were we the intended audience? The signal is the eye's voice. It speaks a language we don't know yet. Right. Or maybe this signal is the eye's attempt at expressing itself. Of note, from the signal, we were able to determine the eye's approximate age or perhaps its lack of age. Mm. And so you have this first generation that arrives here who are asking these types of questions. But I love how the later generation starts saying it more in this way. The eye may not have wishes at all. We have no evidence supporting this. The terrible circumstances of our arrival here were almost certainly exactly that circumstance. I suspect imagining that we are special to the eye in some way is wishful thinking. The eye might have called out to any sentient species, or it might not have been calling out at all, and that my ancestors heard the eye's signal holds no great deep meaning. This wouldn't be so bad, I think. So they're already starting to question right. this mission of their, their parents. Yeah. That they held as important and relevant and having a lot of meaning and being necessary. He's like, what if this means nothing, right? Because <laughs> before they had the eye signal, they got along just fine. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So they're starting to kind of, like we're talking about, the next generation making their own thoughts, kind of coming into their yeah. own. This is an evolution of the species. One step in that direction and... uh you know, this is, it's a very long process, but like you get these small hinge points that can kind of accelerate it a little bit. Had mm. they not crashed here, their kids wouldn't be asking questions like this. No, they'd be <laughs> traveling and yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this just like, it, it's cool. It's cool to see. Um, have we crossed any of the notes that you've made in any significant way? I here? don't know. Cause I didn't take any notes on the dialogue oh, <laughs> and okay. I can't remember where all this dialogue takes place. This, so um, this was all in the I shrine district, which I think is the yes. third level. But. I do have a line. I'm waiting for you to read it. Okay. And then I'm going to say, all right, that's killer line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the next part I took notes for was the Northern glacier. So I'm back out to the surface uh, yeah. again. Um, and there's some cool stuff here. So th this is where they had, I think, uh, like a, a pad where they would like warp. And I think that they developed a lot yeah, of this warp technology right. at the white hole station. Yes, which is well, there's a black hole. So the white hole, black hole idea is that a black hole sucks things into it and a white hole then is the other end of the black hole where things yes. then come out of, right? And it pushes away. And there's a little place, I think, on Ember Twin where you can do a little experiment. There's like a little thing and you put the right stuff in and you can see a little black hole and a little white hole. Yeah. You can like shoot your camera into it and stuff. Yep. Um, that is, uh, so then I guess they use something like that to be able to then warp people because you have a white hole is just a warp point and then a black mm. hole is a warper. 
Yeah. And then it just, and yeah, if you just stand, isn't this the kind of thing? If you just stand on it and what is it? You just look down or you look well, up. Well, you look up. You just, you look up yeah. and you just. The place that you're going to, it sort of intersects with the position you're at. And then mm-hmm. like it just, whoop, like yeah, you and you just go there. Yeah. Yeah, like that's fun. how you get to the sun station. That's you. I think there's a way to get. Uh, well, one. So I'm going to talk about the black hole forge a little bit. Um, there's different ways to get there, and I struggled really, really badly to find out how. Like I kept yeah. trying to walk up and like, like get ways. into like the broken pieces and stand on the small, and tiny and ledges and jump as hard as I can yeah. to try to get myself to flip and, and use all your fuel. <laughs> and I like almost did it. So I tried it like four <laughs> more times, and I was like, "What am I doing? I have a ship." <laughs> Fly it in here, and then like land upside down, and just go out, and then you'll and then your ship will fall in the black hole. But at least I got up here. Then you know you're gonna die anyway. But there's even another way to get in there. There's a warp point from Ember Twin or or Ash Twin or something. I can't remember which. I think it's Ash Twin. It'll warp you into the black hole. I accidentally did that at one point. Yeah, Yeah. and I was like, where am I? Yeah, that's right. So there's a couple different ways to get into it. It it took me way longer than it should have to figure it out. Um, okay, so they're talking about warp travel and stuff here at the glacier. To our friends on Brittle Hollow, I warped here from the White Hole Station on the other side of Brittle Hollow's black hole. Our design worked. We successfully created warp travel. Now, so they're working on a warp core so they can get their vessel going. But in doing this, they discovered this crazy discrepancy of time that like started a yeah. whole new thing. Because <laughs> in, in some way, the putting something into a black hole and having it come out of the white hole earlier than it goes into the then black hole. it goes hole. inside. Um, even by just like a split second, however much it was, a very minute amount, um, that's some evidence for something along the lines of a deterministic universe. Yes. That things are going to happen anyways, whether... Yes. You ju- and that the universe is like on a trajectory of a determined, you know, deterministic yep. path. Um, and so they're kind of offering, what if determinism's real, then this is how it would go. But you can break that. Um, we'll probably talk about this later on. Maybe we'll talk about this next episode. Yeah. Um, but there are ways to break it, by the way. So basically, one. some of the lines I'm going to get into here are them noticing this. It yeah. came out of the white hole station before it went in a black hole station. How is that possible? And so this ends up, well, we know we're in a time loop now. But this is essentially <laughs> what sparked the desire to start researching that and figuring out how they can start playing with time. Yes. So Felix says, this is wonderful news. I can't wait to see the warp tower, although it's been a long time since I jumped through the black hole. Polk says, I don't know how close it is to Anona's original design, but as long as what we've built works, then I'm delighted. I knew we could do it. Casava, I hope you're reading this. What, uh, wait, this can't be correct. Clary, have you seen these readings? If they were accurate, they would violate causality. Yes. There must be an equipment error somewhere. I'm returning to the White Hole Station. If you and Root meet me there, we can run a full diagnostic and hopefully locate the problem. So they just assume first, our equipment must be faulty. Yeah. This, this reading can't be Because it was such right. a minute, like it was yeah. like a millisecond. It was like, uh, that could just be an, uh, within the margin of error. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out it's not in the margin of error. No. Um, but th- when they say violate causality, what they're talking about is the kind of the only way that we know anything in the whole universe is through understanding the relationship of cause and effect. Yes. Um, if if the relationship if is then. not founded on something like causality, like if there's not a cause to effects and that that's not the, the basic, that because it's an assumption, right? Causality is yeah. essentially an assumption. If that's not right, 
everything collapses. (laughs) Like the entire scientific enterprise is like, whoa, it just throws everything on its head because cause and effect is how we just live life. Like that's how everything works as far as we can tell. But what if, what if you are, for instance, what if you are able to um, get something to come out of a white hole, but then prevent the thing from ever going into the black hole to begin with? Right. Then what? That breaks causality. Yeah. Then the white thing never came out. But it did come out. You have it. But yes. it never went in. But how do you have it? And yes. the cause and effect, it breaks, right? Yes. It breaks right. everything. Exactly. And um, that's crazy. It's crazy to even think about. Yeah. Um, they're just accepting in this game. They're just like, what if? What if you can violate causality? And then they're just saying, in the game, it's just true because all legends are true. <laughs> so causality is a legend because it's kind of like a baseline assumption yeah. that we build everything off of. Yeah. Um, but what if the legend of a non-causal universe is true. What if it's true, man? There you go. That's the game. Yeah. Okay. So then we get some more here. White hole station arrival and departure time. So they're starting to like record this more and more and more. So we got Pi here. Ramy and I reviewed the records you sent, Poke, and they appear to show Nomai are arriving at the warp receiver on Brittle Hollow slightly before departing from the white hole station. I understand it's exceedingly odd, but Clary, I have tested and retested the equipment, and the result is the same every time someone warps. The interval is incredibly minuscule, roughly one one hundred thousandth of a second. Oh, so even less than a millisecond. <laughs> <laughs> Do you suppose our instruments can't accurately measure time in such a small degree? Right, that's way too small. As I've already told Ramy, these measurements can't be accurate. How can a Nomai arrive on Brittle Hollow before he or she ever stepped into the teleporter. The implications are absurd. Right. Poke says, I don't disagree. It would mean I've inadvertently broken several fundamental theories regarding this universe. But this causality is like <laughs> the fundamental <Yeah>. one. <laughs> <laughs> we would have to reconsider all of our beliefs about the nature of time. Yeah, totally. Yes, I hope so too. Poke, as Pi is confident the reading is inaccurate, she's kindly helping me attempt to recreate the phenomenon at the high energy lab, which is on the twins. We're, we're designing an experiment to take uh, more data. Uh, an update, Poke. The High Energy Lab is in the canyon on Ember Twins Equator. Come here at once. You need to see this. This is probably a clue that would lead you to say, okay, they're building a warp. Well, they have these um, sort of receivers on both planets. It's like an orange sort of light line that kind of goes in this That's pattern right. yeah, inside. Yeah. That's right. Both planets Yeah, have so like they that. both have something like that. So this is giving you, I think, um, a clue of how to get in the black hole forge hmm. that I didn't figure out. It's too <laughs> generic a clue for me. I didn't figure that out. I, I, I Once I got in by flying my ship and like figuring out how to just dump my ship and get inside, then I looked, is there an easier way online? Is there an easy way to get in this place? <laughs> I was like, oh, fetch. You're going to warp there. There you go. But you'd have to go to Brittle Hollow first, flick the switch so that the black hole forge goes up to the top, then go to Ember Twin and warp inside. Ah, so it's, there you it's go. like a several step process. Right? Gosh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Especially when you have a limited time, it can be I know. tight to then get everything you need to know inside the Black Hole Forge towards the end of the, mm-hmm. anyway. So this was my favorite spot though, the Southern Observatory. Holy fetch, this was, this mm-hmm. was a like knock me on my back kind of moment. I loved this, this was so cool. I was just like, oh crap. Like it, it, it expanded on the mystery of the eye of the universe in a way that just like just like yanked me even further as if I could have been even further (laughs) yanked into this game or hooked by it. 
So um, when you when you get inside, because you can't access it from the outside, there's like a dome structure, and I think it's the the southern pole of the planet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, Rybeck, who's the traveler on this planet, he tells you, oh, you can't access that from the surface. You've got to find a way from inside to get in there. Right. And it's pretty cool because there's you, you'll you're walking on like the walls with the purple crystals, and you you detect ghost matter. Yes. And it's like yes. the whole freaking like like wall like in a line is sort of covered. You, like you can't progress that way. You have to like jump to a platform over here and around the ghost matter yeah. to then like be able to get into this place. So it's a little tough to get in there. Not tough, but you know, there's some obstacles in the way. But dude, it's great. So you get inside, you see the tornadoes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they were studying on Giant's Deep, right? So they built this model to show how something can go subsurface. Yes. Yeah. So learning this before you go there gives you the biggest clue about how to access the inaccessible place. If you had gone yes. to Giant's Deep first, you'd be kind of stuck. You'd be kind of stuck, yeah, because yeah. you wouldn't know. Yeah. How do I get under the surface of the ocean? Yeah. But they basically figured it out. Yeah. Uh, Conoy, Daz, and I were lifting orbital probe cannon components into orbit for assembly. So they're building this cannon that's going to launch a probe. It's going to shoot a probe out because they've lost all of their um, their wave signals from the eye of the universe. Yes. But they have some theory that the eye of the universe is within the system still. Yes. And so they're saying, well, let's find it visually. Uh, so we need to launch a probe out there and then see if we can see it because yeah. we aren't getting the signals anymore, but it has to be here. Um, and then the question comes up, well, which direction do we, we shoot launch it? the yeah. probe? And it's like, well, I don't know. And so, they're, but they're building it anyways. They're like, this is our only hope, right, yeah. of detecting it. And so we're going to just shoot. I think at some point later on you figure out it's, they shoot it a lot of times. So. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, but essentially... This is where I started putting together. That's what's happening every time you wake up. This that's orbital shooting. probe is shooting yes. that blue thing in random directions every time the loop starts. Because I because we were thinking it was they were shooting the sun. Well, it's like yeah. okay, this time we know pretty well for sure. It's been basically confirmed. It's not that. It's this probe shooting out towards where it thinks the eye of the universe might be. Yeah. Two two hundred and eighty one thousand years after the people who were looking for the eye of the universe uh, even existed, yeah. and it's still just going. Yeah, this was um, this is theorized. If ever there was a big apocalypse in the United States uh, or in the world on Earth, and all humans died, but somehow there was an internet connection that was allowed to remain, that the uh, New York Stock Exchange would continue to to go up, it would keep bidding, the machines would keep bidding each other and keep spending money, and the economy would be doing very well, <laughs> theoretically. The stock market would be reaching new highs like every other day um, because nothing else is happening and they just keep bidding against each other anyways. Oh that's goodness. kind of what's happening here. The machines are just kind of doing what they're programmed to do. They're just going, um, but the Nomai are gone. Yeah, and I'll, I wanna touch back on something you said there in a minute, but once mm-hmm. we've revealed some more things. So anyway, what they do on Giant Steep is they they mine and build components for this probe that they're building, this cannon they're building out in, in orbit, and they launch them into space using the tornadoes. That's right. From, it's a natural yeah, launch pad. Yeah. So That's they don't genius. have to. They don't have to have rocket fuel and yeah. launch a bunch. They basically these tornadoes launch land masses from that planet into space regularly. All the time. And then they fall back down. Yeah. So they're launching their parts into space using these tornadoes. Well, all of a sudden. At one point, the tornado comes by, they put it in there, and it doesn't go up. It goes down. Yep, and they were one like, of them. There's this like current underneath the sea 
It's really strong, and it prevents yeah. anybody on Giant's Deep from going below that point. Yeah, you could never do that. It would never. You would never sink below too far below the surface because there's this strong current that will bring you back up. Probably created by these freaking tornadoes, right? Yeah. But all of a sudden, they lost some component that went way down beneath the current. And they're like, "How did that happen?" Well, turns out they're all spinning clockwise except one, which except spins one. counterclockwise, and it sends it in the opposite direction. So that's a clue. Fly your ship into that thing and go beneath and the ocean. Right? Yep, easy. So that's kind of what they talk about here. Um, but that wasn't the part that was freaking sweet. The part that was awesome, <laughs> knowledge of the eye here. So there's this, you, you got to go up the stairs, and they have a bunch of these little orb switches that you flip up. And it begins to build sort of a model of the solar system. And so you'll, you'll flip the first one, and it will show um, the sun, and then the first orbit of uh, the, the twins. And then you go flip the next one, and it's like, oh, there's Timber Hearth. Yeah, that's right. You go flip the third one, oh, there's Brittle Hollow. You go flip the next one, there's Dark Bramble, or, or Giant Steep. Yeah. Dark Bramble. And then we get to the end, and the symbol is Eye of the Universe. Yeah. And what happens is this giant model that's above you shrinks, whoop, really small, and there's this huge orbit that's way outside. Right. This is the theorized sixth planet or something like that. It's the eye of the universe. Yeah, yeah. And it its orbit is not regular. It is constantly sort of randomly shifting. It's not like just orbiting in like a in a pattern that's like right. you know like an elliptical yeah. yeah. It's it's it'll stop and like flip around to some random place, kind of like the the quantum moon or something. Ah, right. So it's almost like any time you observe the eye of the universe, it goes somewhere it goes else. Somewhere else. <laughs> or when you stop observing it, that's fascinating. So like, yeah. it's just randomly, over here, over here, over here. And it's so far away from the rest of the stuff here in the system. And now you're starting to see, okay, this is why they're launching these probes in random directions. Just right. hoping if we repeat that enough times... Mathematically, it will eventually find we'll it. Eventually, see, <laughs> right? Yeah, but th that's just the start of how crazy this starts to get because this starts to play into the whole time loop thing. Because mm. it, it's it's not just it because they haven't just been doing this for however many thousand two hundred thousand years. It's it's redoing it on every time the loop starts. Right. So the amount of times that it has fired, which we learn about at a later point is the amount of time it's done it in this loop. That's Whoa, how many that's times crazy. we've been stuck in the loop. Oh, very. Wait, that doesn't work, though, because the number I saw was an incredibly large number. Yes. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, gotcha. So when you say we, you're not talking about the player. You're talking about the character. Yes. That's insane. And so, anyways, we'll get into this on Giants Deep a little bit more because that character... The traveler there is also experiencing the loop. The yes. only other person who is. Yes, that'll be fascinating. And he, I think, I think they started experiencing it at the same time, or maybe he was a little bit f before. Yeah, but in any case, they've only now become aware that there's a loop. Yeah. But how long had it been going on before they became aware? So of what's it? happening is that the loop had been happening for. Nine million times, a long time for two hundred eighty thousand yeah. years. Um, but we could never remember it until the statue was activated. Well, not two hundred thousand years because that wasn't the natural death of the star. It had to. It had to be enough time pass 
where the sun is now at its oh, natural supernova. I see what you mean. And so since the loop, that has been happening, the loop has started. Okay. So the number is over 9 million, by the way. Yes. So 9 million times it has looped this specific time, but um, until we looked at the statue, we could never have memories of previous loops. Yes. Once you see the statue, now you can remember your previous yes. loop. Yes, right. It's wild. Yes. So... How many times did the loop repeat before we could start remembering it? That's the part that nine. made my brain just go, oh, over, over oh nine. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Over nine million. <laughs> <laughs> this freaking star has been exploding for, I mean, and time is so relative now when you're thinking know, about this. But yeah. So 200,000 whatever years pass from the time the Nomai die or leave or whatever happened to whatever them happens to when this loop begins with the first time the sun goes supernova and they've set up a system that was meant to harness the energy from that supernova to start a time loop but they couldn't make it blow up so they gave up on that project and now it reached its natural <laughs> death and it started the that process yeah but since how how many years quote unquote has how do you measure how do you measure going, that how do you measure that when time is being played with do you well, know what i'm trying to say though yes it's nine nine <laughs> over nine million times 22 minutes or whatever yes but but you shouldn't measure it in time because that's not what's happening yes exactly it's and and the fact that um you just start experiencing it once you can remember your previous one now you realize that it's a loop um it basically means that anything that happened before like just kind of happened all at once, right? Like doesn't matter. It could be 10 trillion times. It doesn't, it, it's so much, it's just infinity until you consciously are able to remember yes, it. Once you can actually start measuring, yes, then exactly. it matters to start measuring. <laughs> but there's a quantum idea there too. Ah, oh, it's just crazy. That's, that's wild. It's, it, that's, this is where the scale of the game just like went like off the charts. I was just like, okay, yeah, this is so awesome. Like the, 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 the concepts they're playing with here are just like so cool to think about. So whatever is going on with the eye of the universe and it's sort of random shifting in space, I think, I think now I'm theorizing or, or speculating, it has something to do with the quantum nature of this particular system. The quantum moon seems to me to have existed naturally here. It wasn't like placed there by the Nomai or something like that. And in in the oh, process, right. and so whatever the eye of the universe is, it's it it probably planted its quantum nature here. There, the, okay. the quantum stones we find, the the fact that trees will disappear and reappear, right. even like in the caves on Timber Hearth, those cactuses. When you yeah. look away and look, they'll go, they'll move too. Right. So there's something of a a quantum nature to this particular star system. And I think the eye of the universe's presence there is what's causing that. So greater quantum anomalies will yes. happen the closer you get to the eye, and they're so close now that it's just happening everywhere. Yeah, and, and yeah. that would explain the nature of its movements that seem to be so sporadic and crazy. And so, yeah, like how you can't predict where it is. Uh, just so we got to just fire randomly hmm. until at some point after a certain ridiculous number of, of random shots into the dark, it will eventually just find it. And something will exist in the universe at that time that has memories and those memories will be recorded. 
Oh, right. Because we created these statues on Giant's Deep to record memories. And That's so then right. it can finally right. be figured out. <laughs> the data will be able to be read and the memories will be able to be recorded. And we will yeah. finally unravel this mystery. That yeah. was their fetching plan, I think. And then <laughs> the, the disappointment can commence. <laughs> <laughs> that it wasn't worth all that trouble. <laughs> oh, now, again, wild. this is our first time playing the game. I don't know if I'm right, but this is my I like current your read, guess. though. That's very interesting. This is my current guess as to what their plan was and, uh, like, how it's coming together based on the So the idea is once you look at the eye and then memories exist, that the loop would stop? Or is this loop just I have no idea stop? about how the loop stops. Kay. All I know is this is how we're going to have any record Ooh, of what this thing on. is at all. I have one idea of how the loop might stop. Okay. We have to destroy the statue that has our memories. I just now thought of that. Because one of the things that we learn somewhere, might be Hollow's Deep, is that there's a, I think it's Hollow's Deep, because that's where they make the statues, right? Or something like that. Oh, or, um, um, sorry. Giant's Deep. Deep. Giant's Deep. That's yeah. what I mean. Um, is that there's a corresponding, it's almost like a server that the data goes to. Yeah. And that that's your memories are stored there, that the statue kind of relays it to like a mask or something. Anyways, there's this yes, whole, there's a whole mask like thing. loop thing that's happening. But that if yeah. you destroy one or both, then the loop stops. Yes. But then you then you just die in <laughs> the supernova and it's over. I don't know if yeah. that's where the game's going. It might be. Because that's the thing. It's like even if you can stop the loop. Um, then you just, just then then you just, just you, you're just dead. So like, uh, what do What's you do about better, that? What's better though? What's better? Somebody did the math here. It's like 400 years of nine million loops at 22 minutes per loop. Or oh, whatever. what that would have 400 been. years. 400 years they've been stuck in a loop or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's worse, like a loop, like Groundhog's Day, is For that eternity? hell, or is nothing hell? Like which one's hell? This gets into our freaking, uh, or which uh, one's eternal, heaven? <laughs> this gets into our eternal life debate that we've been having on this channel forever. Because hum people, <laughs> like you know, most life, you know, will do anything to like not die. So, anyways, yeah, my guess is that. Um, Oh, okay. This, I don't know where this game's going, but it's <laughs> possible that the game decides to tell us the loop is hell and nothingness is heaven, right? Uh, who knows? But <laughs> you just reminded me of something that we didn't go over on the Sun Station last time. Yeah. I went back there again in my playing this week, mm. and there's a there's a big um, symbol, like a like a hieroglyphic on the wall there. I don't know if you saw this. It's a nomad it. holding scales, and and mm, the scales maybe. are even. No, oh, I did see the scales. On one side is the eye of the universe, and on the other side is a symbol I don't know. It kind of looks like a triangle. So uh, here I it is. I did see this, and I don't know what that's. Yeah, uh, what I, that I, symbol clearly means. the nomai is holding a, a scale, and one scale holds the eye of the universe on it. The other holds the other some one. sort of triangle symbol oh, that I don't. On. But it looks like a sun, though. It's a sun. I just realized that too. Yeah, it's a sun. Are you because balancing? The, you, well. You have to kill the sun to find the eye of the universe, right? Yes. And they're saying which one, and they're basically saying it's equi well, they're, equivalent. They're, they're debating that the whole time, right? Yeah. That's a lot of the, the dialogue back and forth on that planet is they're debating, is the pursuit of science to discover what this eye of the universe is worth, is it worth? destroying the life of this solar system? Uh, they're, so they're trying to balance the scales between that choice. Yeah. I think that that's what that represents. So that's pretty cool. But additionally, you'll see a lot more of these murals with this design of the of a nomai here. 
in yes. different places. I saw another one and it was yeah. very interesting. And some of them have the masks on that you're talking about. So yes. maybe this is a good hitch point to switch over to Giant's Deep because they talk okay. about the, the statues and masks and all of that was yeah, sort that's of all built there. there. So we, we haven't covered everything on Brittle Hollow yet. Uh, we didn't get into Black Hole Station. We didn't talk oh, about geez. something else. There's something else we haven't talked about there yet. Oh, oh the Tower of Quantum Knowledge. Oh, the Tower of Quantum Knowledge. So we'll have to return to that, we'll in, an, that in another episode. Well, we, we need to get to um, Giant Steep here a little bit. Uh, this is crazy. Okay, Giant Steep. So Gabbro, he's the traveler on this planet. I guess we didn't talk about Ryback too much. He's the traveler from Brill Hall. Ryback, and what was he playing? He's an archaeologist, and he was really scared we of did. space. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And oh, he's the banjo, right? Yeah. yeah he's really yeah. scared of space, but he had to like overcome that. And so yes. he, he, he uh, well, they, they're referred to as they. I don't think they have gender, the, this particular species that we are. I don't, they don't refer to them no, as he's and she's. No, I saw that because everyone's a they. Yes. Uh, which can be confusing, especially early on when I was like, are you referring to multiple people or one? But I've, I've kind of deduce now that generally speaking they're just because before you know anyone's name yes you don't know what they're referring to right. when they say they um now i kind of get it they're mostly just they're using it in the singular but yeah it's, it um, takes a while to finally like because realize. the nomai are they they refer to them as he and she so they had yeah they were gendered, gendered. yeah uh, the, not, this new alien species, but not our, our species not yeah and I, I wondered if maybe that was some because they're they're semi-aquatic you learn this if you explore Timber Hearth a little bit. We'll get to this later, but they're a semi-aquatic race, and so maybe amphibian. That's right. Where they can kind of shift between. Yes. Oh, like, like a frog. In Jurassic Park, right? Maybe yes. that was the certain species of African tree frog. <laughs> um, but um, also, the more that I hear these people talking, I tend to identify more with what the Nomai are saying, they seem kind of like humans. Mm. Whereas when we talk to other aliens, it's like, oh. they're just funny. They're just silly, yeah. right? They're all, they all tend to be very silly. Uh, and the laid Nomai, back. Very laid just back. Just don't really care about. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you tell the, the one guy at the campfire, like, oh, we're in a time loop, or oh, the sun's going to explode. He's like, oh yeah, I heard about that. Uh, interesting. <laughs> he doesn't okay. really care. <laughs> it's hilarious. And I'm not saying there aren't people like that, but I would think that, I, when I hear the Nomai talking, I'm like, oh, they just, they're just like, they just sound like people. Like yeah. when they describe the whole origin of the universe, I'm just like, yeah, of course. Uh, whereas the alien species that we are, anyways, they're, they're doing, but, but that's us. But then we then take upon ourselves the persona of one of those aliens. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting the way that they're doing that play, but I, I like it. I think it's fun. Yeah. So once right. you, once you learn, once you realize what they're doing, but already it's hard enough to remember the characters yes. and that really makes it harder. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But anyways. Um, so yeah, Rybeck, uh, was an archeologist and was really scared about going to space. Yeah. So archeologists like to dig. They just kind of sit at the campsite and he's, and, and is afraid to really, even though, um, they are super, um, super interested in the history of the no mine and unearthing the secrets because yeah. archaeologists and all um, right. too scared of brittle to, hollow falling like apart go, uh, go out and yeah didn't want to fall in the black do. hole so yeah, you return to Ryback and yeah. give information and they're super happy and excited and think yeah that's so cool that's so amazing like, someone else it's like uh, it's like Ryback has a um a research assistant now yes and it's like i'm not gonna do this stuff myself but if you bring it to me yes. oh great awesome and, I'll, I'll, and then they'll tell you all about it too each traveler seems to have a different reason for not wanting to really venture out 
and explore the planets too it's much. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Amber 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 Twins had the same thing. Amber with, Twins with um Amber Twins. What's his name? Shirt. Shirt. Yeah, yeah, he was like I just chill here and shoot my little <laughs> exactly. um what's it called? The gun, the, 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 the little probe, the thing probe that you shoot out. Yeah. Which you you if you didn't use it much and before Giants Hollow, you you are going to be using it a lot. Yes. Um and then the so Gabbro, this brings us to Gabbro, the the Traveler on Giant Seep, who is my favorite. He's my favorite okay. of all the Travelers so well, far. Well, the most interesting, probably the most thoughtful yes. of all of them. And he, oh, they, <laughs> um, just chill there because, yeah. as we learn, Gabros also come in contact with a Nomai statue yeah. and can remember the loops. And, but Gabro dies in a different way each time. <laughs> I don't think it's from the supernova. Because every now and then, this just happens. Um, I've died right in front of Gabriel before, but these, I think it's the tornadoes. They just kind of, they just pick up. if you're not paying attention, <laughs> right? It's just like all of a sudden and you're dead and you don't even realize what happened. So I was, I arrived there and the first thing I did was search for the traveler. So I used the little audio scope thing, found Gabriel, was in the middle of chatting with him, with them. And then all of a sudden tornado just launches us all yes. into space. And I was like, what is happening, dude? What the fetch? <laughs> like, and then we just land again and he just chilling, like oh. doesn't care. And then he's like, oh, whenever this happens, you try to find, try to land on the water. It, it really helps. Yeah. yeah. And that's true <laughs> so because, he's used to it. um, but yeah. there were times where you just die though. Uh, did you have that happen to you? Well, a times? It, it depends on if, if you're like plastered onto the ground plane of the thing that got launched and it lands in the water, or if you're, let's say, above it, and then you crash into it and die. There you go. Maybe that's... Uh, so if you, like... There were just a few times where I died and, and I didn't then you know what happened. become disconnected from that ground plane while it's in zero G, and uh, then you're falling down, you're going to splat it. and die. Yeah. So in that case, you'd want to float off and go into the water. Because hmm. then you won't... Well, you would die in real life, but in this game, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so... Interesting. Gabro's just like in that little hammock, just like, you yeah. know, but treating it more like a Groundhog Day situation in yes. which there's not really much point yep. in hurrying through yes. to figure anything out because it'll just start again. And so mm. Gabro teaches you the meditate, meditate yeah, ability, which, is fun, which yeah. I love. It helps you to speed. If you mess yeah. something up in a loop, you can speed the process up by meditating to the end and just restarting yeah. from any point you want rather than having to like commit suicide to make that happen. You right. just meditate to yeah, the yeah. end. So I like Gabro a lot. It, yeah, I Gabbro's thought it was a really cool. Now, I wrote Garbo, but I don't know if it's, I don't know which one's right. I think it's G-A-B-B-R-O. Oh, Gabbro. I, okay. Okay. I could have written Am it. Am I wrong? Tell me if I'm wrong, fellas. Um, but, anyway. Yeah, so he contacted a statue. So there's multiple statues. His memories are being stored somewhere via a mask of some sort somewhere else. Yes. Um, but he kind of brings up that the orbital probe still fires successfully at the beginning of each time loop. Yep. Mm-hmm. He says that. And that's where it's like, oh, okay, that's the final confirmation of like, okay, that's what we see each time. Um, when we're looking up. And that makes sense. It's closer to, um, well, to it's, this it's planet. In, yeah, it's in the orbit of this planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, I'm curious how Gabber would see that because you've got the whole freaking like gas giant cloud layer. Oh, you're right. How does he know that? Because he doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> and maybe he starts the loop in orbit around the planet and lands his ship or something. I don't know. And then know. sets up his hammock and just chills. Maybe. I don't <laughs> maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. I have no idea. Or perhaps in a previous loop, Gabra went up there and was like, oh, this thing is destroyed now. Like, that's not how it was when yeah. I came here and just kind of figured it out. 
Anyway, there's four islands, or is it five? Five I islands can't remember. I think on, on this planet. So this planet's really interesting. So it's a gas giant, so it's got a really thick atmosphere. Yeah. But you get beneath that cloud layer, and it's just basically a it's ball water. of ocean. Yeah. Um, with a few islands around it, and just these huge tornadoes that are constantly lifting them up into freaking yeah. space, and they fall back down again. <laughs> so funny. Uh, that was um, one funny thing with Gabbro, too. You, you ask them, uh, where's your ship? Mm-hmm. And and they're like, um, well, that's a good question, actually. Like, <laughs> and you, as you're flying around, you can see the ship just I, out there in the ocean somewhere, floating I, around. I can't remember if I saw it or if I knew what it was. If I yeah. did see it, so um, it's funny. There's the gravity is more intense. Yes, here too. I it's, think it's like two point something. Yeah. of the timber hearth gravity. Yeah. yeah. What's well, yeah? And when you try to jump and use your booster, it just doesn't work as well. Yeah, yeah. It's going to take you a lot of fuel to do what you used to be able to accomplish with a lot less. Right. So, um, one of these islands contains, um, the, uh, the, the place where they were building the, the components yeah. for the cannon. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about not, the statue. Not the statue workshop. Yes. They, I see what you the mean. The first place I went to was the place where they assembled the components for the, yep. the cannon. Um, anyway, I, there, there's some interesting things you learn here. You should have seen it. We thought it was impossible for any cannon's components to sink. Okay, so we've already talked about this. They're they're observing something sank. Yeah, they built a thing ocean. and they were going to launch it into space. <laughs> and when it hit the cyclone, all of a sudden it went straight to the center of the yeah. whole planet. And they were like, instead of being upset that this thing that they'd worked on forever was lost and they're all, oh no. Instead, they're like, that's so cool. <laughs> things can go under the surface. What? And it becomes a mystery that they want to solve because they have to know things. And so it's more things to in, know. In their nature. Explore, yes. Explorers, right? Yeah. Uh, the construction yard is what it's called. Um, okay. To all my friends here at the construction yard, my gratitude for your tireless work. I'd given up hope, but I truly believe that Canon may actually succeed where many other attempts have not. So they've finally constructed mm-hmm. it completely. The, the probe cannon. Are you going uh, gelatinous, honest, love? I'm delighted by your words, but they're atypical of you. If I'm ever half as gooey as Mallow and Avon's behavior, so this is just, you know, they're, they're kind of poking fun at each other. I think gelatinous <clears throat> is supposed to be jelly, which I think is supposed to mean jealous. Oh, like, yeah. Because like we're succeeding, we're doing it right. Yeah. But they do this a lot where they'll refer to legs as, well, what do they call Pie it? Pie was a gas or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway. But um, a uh, locomotive... Uh, appendage or something was is your feet. Oh, but sure. Anyway, this yeah. is really funny. Um, okay. Uh, you may launch me from the orbital space probe, so they're joking around. Our next step will be to send Privet up to the orbital space cannon to install the probe tracking system. If I know my brother, Avans, and his spouse will want to launch the probe with as much power as possible, I'm worried the cannon would break under the strain. I propose we give Avans and Mallow a slightly lower maximum power setting than the absolute maximum possible to create room for their enthusiasm. That's right. So what happened was they put too much power into the thing. That's why it breaks every time. Yep. So it it fired with too much enthusiasm and it breaks apart. But because the loop is set up, it just resets and fires again anyway. It just keeps happening. So it's it's built in such a way to where it's fail-safe because of the time loop. Yeah. Even though they put too much power into it. Well, what's hilarious too, though, is once again, I, like you see it both ways, right? They're like, we shouldn't do this thing, right? So the way that I took the note is something along the lines of like, like a should or shouldn't is something that comes from the past. Like the elders, or they've been given instruction from people before them not to use this much power. 
And then it's like, are you going to follow the rule or not? And it's like, no, I'm going to do full power. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and they do it and it breaks. And it's like, well, who cares if it breaks? No, we, we wanted it to not break because we need a place for, right. I can't remember exactly the reason. Um, I wrote it down in my notes though. But there was a, an argument to not just break the thing. Um, seems like that argument was not <laughs> followed. But once again, in the, um, in the doing away of the traditions of the elders, they actually kind of made a mistake this yeah, time, right? right? So, you know, it's not always rainbows. And like, sometimes those things are there for a reason. Right. Uh, you've got to be wise about how you choose to incorporate the past with the present into the future. And this was not wise. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the line you were talking about. I hope you're pulling my locomotive limb here. Locomotive limb. That was yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> pulling my leg, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anything else from the construction yard? I wish you were here. Fix the problem. Oh, the oh, so the orbital probe cannon is on indefinite hiatus. So they didn't actually fire the thing, which is mm, why it still existed by the right. time it comes around to us. That's right. They didn't actually ever end up firing it, but they had set their power level too high and it stayed there for 280,000 years or whatever. Tell Prevent Mallow they should return from the cannon. My spouse and I will remain in the construction yard for now. An update, Mal and I will join you on Daz. Okay, so they, they abandoned the project after a certain period of time. Uh, okay, so um, let's see. Should we go to the... So there's that one... Well, let's just go to the island where the, the, the mask and uh, the, the, the workshop, the statue workshop. Let's go there next. Um, okay. So we have Lamy here. They're going to test the memory statues tonight. Flock says it could be dangerous, so we can't come. So the statues, the Nomai statues, we've actually seen a couple different ones, actually. You'll see them in different places. There's one on the Sun Station. There's a couple different ones. There's some that were under construction kind of laying around in here. Um, these are memory statues, as we know. It's recording our memories. They were built here on Giant's yeah. Deep. What if we didn't use the door and snuck in the other way? Does anyone want to? This is giving you clues of how to get inside of it because the door yeah. is broken, right? So we can kind of skip past that. Okay. Memory statue recording. Yarrow, this is Flox talking. Would you kindly step? Would you kindly <laughs> oh, geez, step no, back? No, no, no. Once again. Oh, man. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, I guess if no one's, who, if people yeah, don't, if I, I actually don't even played, say. Um, don't, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say okay, what it's that's, from. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> That's a fetching spoiler. It's um, from a thing, though. It's from somewhere. It's from something that we've covered in the past. Would you kindly step back so Daz is closest to the statue? When pairing, the statue will choose whoever is in closest proximity. Mm. See how its eyes have opened? That tells us the statue has paired with Daz. Now no wonder uh, where he is in the solar system. No, no matter where he is in the solar system, Daz's statue will record his memories and send them to the Ash Twin Project. So our memories are being recorded and sent to the Ash Twin Project. That's what the purpose of these statues was. Yep. This is extraordinary sculpting work, Flox. So Flox is the one who made them. Uh, Daz says he has outdone himself again, hasn't he? And now we have our first successful pairing. We can test my memory storage prototype. Uh, each statue will send a single Nomai's memories to his or her own storage unit within Ash Twin. Now, this brings up, uh, we're going to get into the mask thing in here in just a second. But have you, so there's that, um, those like more, they're not circular, they're, they're kind of, how many sides is it? Um, oh, it's pentag pentagonal? Like, like a pentagonal. They, the, pe the, the Nomai love pentagons. Recording device thing. 
that you put into the slot and it'll and sort it of like move, move together. I and think it's a pentagon. Sometimes it'll put a message on a wall. If it's then, next to the wall. Yeah, and then other times it'll create like a, um, what's the word I'm thinking of from Star Trek? They go into the hologram. Oh, holodeck. The, um, it's like a holodeck. Where it shows you, I can't Some tell. Some other place in the system. Oh, yes, sure, okay. There yeah. are always other planets or they're showing you other places of interest. Yeah, that the Nomai built in the system that we're in on some other planet. So there's a whole bunch of these, and they're always showing you, but there's several of them that show you a location. A room with tons of masks, With a bunch of right? stars and a bunch of masks. Yeah. Around. And there are th exactly three of the, I don't know how many others are currently seeming to be offline. They're they are on. dead or offline, but there's oh. three of them that have like bright that are shiny eyes yes, or something. exactly. So there's three masks that appear to be I don't know if it's recording memories. I would think that. So I think so there's too. There's two. We know of, of two. us. And there's somebody else around here. There's a third. I'm guessing it's Feldspar. Uh, because he's, I haven't got far enough. They to are know the that. only one who is unaccounted for. Well, unless they're they're going to introduce a new person or that. But it, uh, but it would have to be Feldspar if if one Feldspar is even alive. <laughs> He is, but you know, um, or two, you can hear his little harmonica. If you look, if you do the thing, yes. you can pick it up. Right? So, but I'll, two, I'll there could, time. there could be a new character or a new, it, it, like, it could be that that's what the eye of the universe is, that there is some one slash thing that, no, cause that would have to precede it. <sighs> I don't know. Because the whole point, it's an eye, right? Yes. The whole point is to get in front of the eye and record whatever it knows or something like that, right? Figure out what, Suppose what it can Suppose they do. succeeded, right? Yeah. So you got that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but what it seems to me is the statue itself uh, pairs with a person. Seems, seems to be. And takes yeah. the memories and puts them in the storage unit, which is the mask, I think. I think so, because yeah. there's a uh, you can find like cave paintings a little later on where it shows the nomai and then the statue and then the mask and it's got like a recycling arrows like a circle like a cycle um, yes. that's showing a connection in between them like the the um, nomai goes to the statue the statue goes to the mask the mask goes back to the nomai yes yes yeah. there's like a there's like a hieroglyph that shows yeah. that yeah so yeah. I think that's how this works yeah so exactly. if you destroy the mask. You end you the loop. Do, yeah, <laughs> I would think so, right? Or, or something. The, or the well, statue. maybe no, you don't end the loop, but you end your memories of the loop. You just don't oh, realize you're point. in a loop. point. You might, yes, there you go. But ignorance is bliss, and you get to live out your days in zen. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Um, okay. The only way to stop the loop is to stop the freaking sun from exploding. Um, That's true. Okay. So each statue will send a single nomized memories. We already read that. Okay, the storage unit. Okay. Fail-safe explanation. Ramey says, I've installed the masks inside the Ash Twin Project flock. So that's where the memories are going to, the Ash Twin Project. They look beautiful, although I do feel as though I'm being observed. Um, Ramey says, it's comforting to know the statues will not pair until the project succeeds. Otherwise, I imagine the experience would be hard to endure. So <laughs> until the Ash Project actually so works. So it's hell. So it's hell. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because then they're like, oh, you're stuck uh, in a loop forever. Yeah. So, so they made hard, some hard, hard to endure. Wow. <laughs> good, um, good. Uh, what would you call it? They they didn't oversell that one. Yeah, these masks will only start recording memories. This whole thing will only start if the project succeeds. If it doesn't, then you yes, know, forget all this. No, no, because then the next line you see a little bit oh, later on. Right. They say, if the project fails, it also will 
trigger the event. Oh, okay. Let's read that. If it fails. So Flock says, ideally, they'll only need to activate once the project succeeds. As a safety measure, however, the statues will also activate in the event of equipment failure. Equipment failure. That was it. Ramey says they will. Why is that? Flock says, if anything goes wrong with the Ash Twin project, the statues and their masks will make us aware of the situation and enable us to fix it. Otherwise, it would be possible for us to remain permanently unaware of the problem. I was going to say, right, because you'd just be in a loop and and that's it. You never know. But that's crazy. I didn't realize this in my notes. They tell us, they just told us there's a way to fix the loop. There's a way to fix the loop. So what I just theorized about, oh, maybe he's saying that the best thing to do is just to end the mask and just like die. Yes. Doesn't seem to be the case. It seems to be that there is a way to fix it, and then we now, it's incumbent on us to figure this out. Yes. However, the Nomai, it doesn't seem we're ever able to um, to fix it themselves. And so- Well, I don't think it ever began. No, the that's ever true. began. So, yeah. but, um, okay. So that means that at some point they will stop holding our hands and we're going to have to- Figure it out. Find it out ourselves how to fix it. Yeah. Um, using their past knowledge and then our new- Right. Insights and ignoring them when we wish and all that stuff, you know, navigating that whole thing. Ramey says, that's, I had, that's cool. I had not thought of that. What a profoundly horrific fate that would be to be. Well, actually, it wouldn't be because you wouldn't even know you, it. if you don't but, know it. Yeah. But at any given moment, you are living those last moments over at an, and at any given again. moment, even though you can't remember it. The terror. You're, you're, the presence is still <laughs> in that. You have to live the terror of watching your son go supernova Over for and over and over. That's Prometheus <laughs> with getting his liver eaten out by a vulture, eagle, vulture, every day, forever, yeah. Crazy. Although Hercules did come in and um, oh rescue him, so. Zeus did not like that. No, no, he did not. Uh, sending memories back. Flocks, I'm curious, is sending a being's memories back in time the same as sending the being itself back in time? So we're not going back in time. It's only our memories, only our memories are, are going back in time. Yeah. That's, that changes how it's you think about it a little it's bit. It's very interesting. The, it's the duplication problem of yes. um, what there's movie like The Prestige or um, like the idea of cloning or something like that where it's like, well... Who are you? Are you your body or are you your memories, yeah. right? And a lot of people would say, well, without the memories, I kind of don't matter much. So, you know, but that, that's a debate. That's a philo- philosophical way of thinking about it. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. we also got to remember the discrepancy between going into the black hole and when you come out of the white hole. The memories are going into or out of the white hole before <laughs> going into the black hole. You're right. You're so right. the memories are going back before there is any yes. supernova. Yes, that's The supernova true. has not happened, and all these memories have come back to us before it's even happened. Yes, that's very That's what's going on here. There is no time travel per se. Gotcha, It's gotcha. just that we're getting all these memories. That's wild, man. That's <laughs> and wild. And going, whoa, holy fetch. <laughs> I know all this stuff. And then you wake up <laughs> looking up towards the thing, yes. and then <gasps> taking that deep breath. Oh, man. So before... The supernova happens, you get all of these memories just shot into your brain. Mm. Oh, crap, I've got to save the universe before it dies. <laughs> and I know how to do it. That's technically what's happening here. That's A 22-minute discrepancy be- between when the memories were formed and when you get them. You get the memories before you even form them. This is the breaking of causality to save the universe. I think that's, I think that's where this is going. And it's freaking crazy. It's awesome. And it's a really cool concept. I love it. It's an awesome story. I love this game. It's top 10. <laughs> um, okay. 
Okay, so I, I need to read the rest of this. I imagine they're two different actions. Wouldn't both actions be effectively the same? Suppose that time was being rewritten. I believe this is different than receiving memories from what is effectively the future. But isn't the end result identical in either case? So they're all debating what this means. Um, Bramble Island. I didn't, I couldn't figure out much of what was going on here. It has one of the jellyfish frozen inside of the, like, ice. The jellyfish, yeah. And, uh, there's ghost matter around. And the well, only thing I found was Feldspar's log, but I don't know if there's anything else to do there. I couldn't figure out what else to do. I, I got kind of stuck. Well, there's some stuff. Let's talk about that next time then, because you haven't finished this planet yet. No, not, not entirely. Okay. Then we'll, um, th that stuff is relevant. We'll talk about that. Maybe so there's time. more there's more to do other than just getting Feldspar's log on Bramble Island? No, but you mentioned the jellyfish and there's some I have figured out how to use the jellyfish, but we'll talk we about might it later. not have <laughs> the time to get into that because we might there, have to there's leave a correspondence. Off here. We might not be able to get to the orbital space cannon today. And, That's and that that fine. will be related to what's how you get underneath the ocean because Sure. Whatever. Yeah. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> um because okay, I'll just read Felspar's log here. He, okay, there, there's a couple different places where, I think on Brittle Hollow, he left like a, a fuel pack and with like some notes about like, oh, hey, if right. you need to refuel, like I'm just leaving this here. So you can find his notes. Now, just to remind people, Feldspar is- He is, was the first is astronaut. The first right? astronaut of our yeah, race of our who race. Uh, d has disappeared. Yeah. But you can hear the harmonica. Yeah. And I'm- I went to where that is. It's a bramble seed that had landed on Timber Hearth. Hmm. There's on Timber Hearth, you follow that harmonica. There's a bramble seed on Timber Hearth and you're pointed at it. And that's where the freaking harmonica is coming from. That's very interesting. Which is crazy. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. So well, I don't know anything hmm. about dark bramble yet because I haven't been there. But I do know I shot a freaking orb into that seed, and the something's crazy about it we'll talk about later. Well, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, so here's Feldspar's log on Bramble Island. Again, Bramble Island, this is a bramble plant or seed that, like, That somehow ended up on, on this planet. Yeah. He, so crashes, two. Boring crashes, zero. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Haha, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the way down to the core. Uh, consider yourself conquered. So I think this is a clue to where if you, I guess, hadn't figured out that a tornado can take you down that there. That you can go down there. If you have sufficient velocity, <laughs> mm -hmm. when you fly at Giants Deep fast enough, you can essentially really? just plow through the current and you abandon your ship because it will be essentially destroyed. Right. But you can get to the core that way. I think that's what he did. <laughs> I think that's what Felspar is saying he did. That's he just fetching at like a thousand freaking meters per second or whatever, just like yeah. crashed into the planet and got underneath. I'm going to take a lot of duct tape to fix that ship. Yeah. Consider yourself conquered, giant steep. You got Felspar'd. That was one of the more dramatic feats, if I do say so myself. Can't believe I wasn't electrocuted. Ah, can't wait to tell Hornfells and Gossen about this one. I guess brute force isn't always the answer. Well, no. Now he's saying brute force isn't the answer. I mean, that's not what he did. Well, why is he talking about a crash? I'm confused. I, I read this wrong. I don't think he did what I said, but that okay. is a way you can do this. Right, so that's one more off the list. Seems all that's left is the big, is the big one now. Dark Bramble, here I come. So this is before he had explored Dark Bramble. Mm -hmm. He had explored all the other planets probably before he got there. 
Gotcha. Okay. Uh, now I'm confused. What? Well, he, I think crashes that, too. Boring crashes zero. That's the, I conquered <laughs> you. Just maybe the, maybe he just figured it out, but it wasn't through a crash. Um, it seems that this entry is a hint to the player that there is a way to get under yes, there. There's in a way case you there. didn't know, there's a way to do it, and it's not through brute force if that's yes. what you're trying. But you can do it through brute force. That's the funny thing. Oh, that's hilarious. But okay, but he didn't do it through brute force. <laughs> All right. Correction. May I correct myself on that? Okay. Um, what else? Is there anything else to talk about on the surface before um, going to the pro cannon, which will be next time? That's probably nothing much that I, yeah, that I really okay. have notes on. So let's do this. Let's set the goal to do the orbital probe cannon, timber hearth. Yeah, which the other is side. Not too long. I, yeah, I, it's I, not much. It, it won't take too much time. And then maybe the beginnings of Dark Bramble. Cool. So, and maybe anything else that we might have missed. Like, I might try to get to the quantum tower. Oh, what about the interloper? You got to hit up oh, the interloper. Oh, the interloper. Let's do the interloper before Dark I did Bramble. that. It's not too long. You can probably do everything there's to do there in two loops. sleeps. <laughs> two two loops. loops. Three, two or three loops. Okay. So, let's do that. Let's do interloper. But you can do everything there is to do in two or three loops, but... After a month of loops, it would still surprise you. That's my <laughs> guess about the interloper. You could also call it Strider, by the way. Interloper, Strider. Anyways, okay. I had, there was a few other Lord of the Rings references uh, that I held my tongue on, by the way, funny. throughout this episode. We have to hold ourselves back. I know. Okay, so orbital space probe, or orbital space, orbital, orbital probe cannon, timber hearth, interloper. Those are our goals for next time. And then okay. maybe anything we missed on Brittle Hollow, like... Tower of Quantum Knowledge. I went back to Ember Twin a couple times. There's some stuff there that I had kind of sort of missed. There's yeah. just, th there's so much to do just messing around. Yeah. Unfortunately, because we have to beat this game at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll just try to tie up any loose ends and then make it to, to Dark Bramble. And that, I think that'll line up perfectly. I think that means our Halloween episode. We can do the DLC. Dark Bramble. Oh, sweet. Perfect. Although the DLC is of, apparently Halloween. Apparently is scary too, but I don't think we'll apparently. get there in time. No, no. Anyway, well, that to answer, because people have been asking, we are going to do the DLC. So. Oh, yes, we are, of course. Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. Hopefully, this is, you're enjoying this uh, I, I as much as I am. I don't know if that's possible. Like, <laughs> this game is amazing. It's a very fun game. It's freaking amazing. I love it. Um, we'll see you next week, though. Peace out.